And now we turn to preparations for this Saturday's National Day celebration. Organisers have unveiled new details about the parade outside the presidential office. This year, the national anthem will be led by a student choral group at Taipei Medical University. One of the ceremony's hosts will be a teacher from South Korea who's lived in Taiwan for 12 years. Also present at the event was legislative speaker Yoshi Kun, who took the opportunity to wish US President Donald Trump a speedy recovery. The 2020 National Day animation is rich with sounds and colors, symbolizing Taiwan's democracy and inclusiveness. The main colors are gold and orange, representing warmth and pride. They're offset by teal and purple, representing rationality and dialogue. This visual is underscored by a Chinese language slogan that means, Democratic Taiwan marches forward with confidence. This slogan, Democratic Taiwan marches forward with confidence, it came up when the coronavirus pandemic was at its worst, when things seemed to be getting quite bad. So we went with this. The slogan is basically saying, long live democracy. At the press event, Legislative Speaker Yeo also wished U.S. President Trump a swift recovery from COVID-19. I'd like to take this opportunity to wish that he gets well soon and continues leading the free world in countering China's aggression. Taiwan's COVID heroes will be part of this year's National Day. These include 21 representatives from the National Face Mask Team and healthcare personnel. There will also be a performance by the Taipei Medical University Sing Song Chorus, which will lead the singing of the national anthem. And that's not the only highlight. This is the ceremony's co-host, No Soo Jung from South Korea. She speaks fluent Chinese and Korean. At first I thought my Chinese was okay, but then I realized that formal occasions call for a different kind of Chinese altogether. So I'm quite nervous. I can't sleep at night. I've been practicing the script all day, every day. No teaches Korean in Taiwan. Although she can speak Chinese effortlessly in day-to-day -day life, she spent countless hours practicing for the big day. The National Day Ceremony was co-hosted by Nguyen Tuhang from Vietnam in 2018 and by Turkish-Taiwanese entertainer Ogurifat Karlova in 2019. This year, another immigrant will lead the celebration of her adopted homeland. National Day is just around the corner. At this year's morning parade, high school students will stage a street dance performance. This crew was organized by Zhuangjing Vocational High School's Performing Arts Department, which recruited 320 of its students. Since the fall semester started, these students have been hard at work, rehearsing for hours every week. The music starts and 320 students break out into a street dance, moving to the beat in unison. With their sharp and powerful movements, these dancers are giving it their all in preparation for the upcoming National Day performance. Before we start rehearsal, everyone must do physical conditioning. After we finish, then we can start rehearsal. It helps us to not be out of breath during our actual performances and to ensure that each move is precise. This dance group is made up of 11th and 12th grade girls from Zhongjing Vocational High School's Performing Arts Department. In order to put on an exciting National Day performance, they've been practicing since the beginning of the school year. Practice takes two to three hours and additional conditioning is required, but they're not ones to shy away from hard work. After all, it's 320 people, not 32. 
in terms of designing the choreography, it's about how they'll move, the visual effect of when they all move at the same time, and how to make it look the best. I think this is one of the harder parts for me. With months of practice under their belts, these students are ready to get the crowd on its feet with an exciting National Day performance. A new smart agriculture center in Pingdong looks set to bring the highest of high tech down to earth. National Pingdong University of Science and Technology inaugurated the center last year in the hope of nudging farming towards the efficiencies of big data and stemming shortages of labor in agriculture. The Smart Agriculture Center at NPUST uses the Internet of Things and Big Data to develop new, transdisciplinary solutions for agriculture. For student Zhang Hongrei, who comes from a farming family, the course is as down-to-earth as it is inspiring. There isn't enough manpower now. Perhaps only one or two people in your family can work on the farm. If it's automated, it's convenient. For example, the automated watering in the greenhouse. I want to take that back to use on my family's land. In order to cultivate the next generation of agricultural talent, the Ministry of Education has specially sponsored the creation of a smart farm in a university. It includes four colleges and 11 departments, which is necessary to reach our goal of integrating different disciplines. The center also boasts 10 hectares dedicated to crop production, including more than 300 species of tropical produce. Using crop processing, production and marketing techniques, students become proficient in the workings of the agricultural industry. What it means is we can foster an all-round agricultural talent who knows about all kinds of agricultural growing issues, applications, as well as the market. The Job Ready Skills Program, a scheme under the Ministry of Education, established the center in 2019, aiming to prop up smart agriculture and production, as well as train young agriculturalists in upgraded methods. As the construction industry in Taipei experiences a boom, elevator manufacturers are flying high. Two of Taiwan's biggest purveyors of vertical transport are Yongda and GFC. Both reported unprecedented business success this summer. The companies hope that their industry will be one to thrive in the post-pandemic world. Elevator mechanics are kept busy all day by maintenance and repair jobs. There are also plenty of installations to carry out as the industry experiences a major surge. Compared to last year, we're actually receiving more than 10 or 15 percent more orders. The figures show there's a 44 rise this year in new buildings in Taipei or pre-sold buildings expected to be constructed. That means a rise in elevator demand. Manufacturers are most excited about the new smart elevators. Apart from touch-free functions, they have surveillance cameras, which will sound alarms as soon as a person inside falls over. In terms of post-pandemic impact, in April and May this year, we started to bring out disease prevention elevators. Aiming at the post-pandemic era now, as well as disease prevention elevators, we've incorporated the Internet of Things and some smart security concepts, and we're launching some updated smart security platforms. Elevator giant Yongda celebrated consolidated revenues of 1.44 billion NT in August, representing year-on-year -year growth of over 23%. Meanwhile, GFC also reached a personal best of 485 million NT. For elevator experts, the sky's the limit for business next year. 
Government officials broke ground on Monday for a new Nanfang Ao bridge, which will go up where the original collapsed a year ago, killing six and injuring 12. Speaking at the ceremony, Premier Suzanne Tang said the government was working to ensure the safety of all bridges nationwide. President Tsai Ing-wen said the new Nanfang Ao bridge opening was scheduled by October 2022. Wielding golden shovels, the president, premier, transport minister and Ilan County commissioner turned the first sod for a new Nanfang Ao bridge. I believe that by October 2022, that is two years later, we will have completed the project as scheduled to give the Nanfang Ao community a strong and reliable bridge that restores ease of transport. The original Nanfang Ao bridge had collapsed a year ago in October. A new suspension bridge will be built on the same spot at a cost of 840 million NT. The project is not expected to affect the passage of fishing boats in the area. Completion is slated for August 2022. We identified 108 bridges and we're getting to work on them. We'll rebuild what needs to be rebuilt, reinforce what needs to be reinforced, and inspect what needs to be inspected. Notably, every bridge will be just like our agricultural products. They will all be traceable. We'll have it so that with every bridge, you'll know where the buck stops. After Nanfang Ao Bridge collapsed last year, the executive yuan conducted a national probe to identify risky bridges. At Monday's groundbreaking ceremony, Transport Chief Ling Jialong addressed the question of who would be tasked with keeping the new bridge safe. There is no need for worry over the assigning of maintenance responsibility for the bridge. As of now, the Maritime and Port Bureau holds the property rights to the future bridge. It will commission the Taiwan International Ports Cooperation to maintain and manage the bridge. The Maritime and Port Bureau's professionalism in this regard is relatively unprofessional. The bridge should be managed by the Directorate General of Highways. We're hoping it will be the Directorate General of Highways. Local and central figures differ over who can best ensure the bridge of safety. During the next two years of construction, they'll have to arrive at a solution. Now, handshake and drinks are popular in Taiwan, but their calorie content and sugar levels can be off the charts. Starting next year, all drink shops will be required to indicate the calories and sugar of their beverages, including all add-ons like tapioca pearls and caramel pudding. Let's turn to an FDA official who explains how it will work. The sugar in the toppings and in the drink itself will have to be factored in. If vendors worry there might be differences due to the handmade nature of the product or that there might be too much sugar added, they can put the maximum possible value on the label. In fact, the margin of error allowed on these labels will be a generous 120%. However, once the law comes into effect, those who show false information can face fines of up to 4 million NT, while failing to label the drinks will incur a fine of up to 3 million NT. Traffic over the mid-autumn festival holiday turned out smoother than projected. Congestion was moderate for most of the four-day weekend, as more travellers took alternate roads or used mass transit. Transport Minister Lin Jialong said his team would work to ensure the same experience this long weekend over the National Day holiday. The Mid-Autumn Festival long weekend was projected to be the most congested ever. But compared with the 32-hour traffic jam of the Dragon Boat Festival earlier this year, roads were clear overall. On Monday, the transport minister was asked to rate himself on his handling of holiday traffic. It's not about how I score myself. 
Rather, every person did their part to keep the traffic flowing. Overall, the media reports say I get a passing grade, but there is still room for improvement. Lin wouldn't give himself a score, saying the road conditions were due to decisions made by the public. The long weekend saw smooth traffic overall, with only a few snags. One was on freeway number five. On Saturday, congestion struck as people returned north, with a jam lasting until 2 a.m. the next day. And on Sunday, a line formed outside Shuishan Tunnel with cars stretching for five kilometers. In contrast, the start of mid-autumn was surprisingly trouble-free, with no congestion on southbound traffic. There are some roads that were designed for a lower capacity, so usually when there is a national holiday, they get more congested. The Doubleton holidays are around the corner, so we can't relax now. We have to keep working to improve. With the National Day holiday coming up, the minister says he'll be working to ensure clear roads. The transport ministry has released a short video starring child actor D T Wang giving drivers tips on beating the traffic. Lin and Wang talk in turns in this cute public service announcement. Their coordination or lack thereof resulted in plenty of funny bloopers. Traffic control measures for National Day include a 20% discount off the flat toll rate for National Freeway Number、no. Three from Xinzhou to Gaoxiong Yanchao Interchange. All roads will be toll-free between midnight and 5 a.m. over the holiday, and high-occupancy vehicle restrictions will be in place at select ramps. Autumn has well and truly set in, and it's maple viewing season. The vivid colours of the fall will soon be on display all over the country. But one of the first spots to call the changing of the seasons is Ouling Farm in Taichung. Lovers of colour will want to book their trip soon, as the leaves are already putting on a stunning show. A drone captures a mesmerizing rural idol from the sky. The reds and golds of the bald cypress and dawn redwood are offset by a dazzling azure sky and fluffy white clouds. Every year in early October, the fall colors roll around at Ouling Farm in Taichung. It's the most dazzling time of year in the mountains. There's even a golden ginkgo forest. Ouling Farm is one of the very few beautiful ginkgo forests in the country. At the start of October, we already saw the leaves start to turn slightly gold. We expect it to be really magnificent in late October and early November. As the weather turns cooler, the farm's hundreds of Qingfeng maples are turning auburn, delighting visitors who flock to camp beneath the gently falling leaves. In ultimate Ouling Farm, it's like God's paint palette has fallen down to earth. It's so colorful with greens, yellows, reds to pinks, golds. It's just wonderful. At Ouling Farm, ginkgo, bald cypress, dawn redwood, and maple are a feast for the senses. In Nantou's Alwanda National Forest, the largest pure Formosan gum maple forest awaits. While on Ilan's Taipingshan, the Ziyetsu variety turns slowly crimson over two full seasons. In Taipei, try the secret paradise, Alwanda Park. While in Taoyuan, the reds and golds of Taoyuan Shen Valley evoke its namesake, the Celestial Garden. If you're in Miaoli, don't miss the pristine maple forests of Mana Bangshan. Taiwan in October is stunning; the falling leaves no less beautiful than the springtime blooming. With consumer spending failing to rise by much this year, a bumper banana crop has led to a glut. 
To help out banana farmers, an ice shop in Zhanghua County has purchased the nutrient-rich fruit to hand out for free. It was a win-win for the ice shop, its customers and the banana farmers. Footage from this dash cam shows trucks chock full of bananas lining this road in Naipu, Pingdong, all waiting to sell the fruit at a co-op. A bumper crop this year, combined with consumers' inability to spend much, has led to a sharp drop in the price of bananas. What to do with a bunch of high-quality bananas? An ice shop has decided to help banana farmers by buying up 25,000 kilograms worth of their crop to give to its customers free of charge. If you buy a nice product from the shop, you'll get some bananas for free. Every banana is very thick. Such a big banana is sold for export at 25 NT a kilo. That's the price we paid them. We didn't lowball them. Bananas have always been a supplement for the common people. They have a soft texture and a sweet taste. After a big meal, people might have an ice treat. Pair that with a banana and you're sure to feel satiated after a meal.